Aaron. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. We have heard about the tale of two cities from Charles Dickens and his uh, famous, famous book dealing with the, the French Revolution. The tale of two cities. But today we're going to hear about the tale of two addresses. Two addresses. We're not talking about street addresses. We're talking about addresses or speeches that have been delivered. One in Moscow, the other in Denver, Colorado. And today we're going to see why we have such a amazing difference of viewpoint between Russia and the United States. In fact, between Russia and the entire Western world. Today on Viewpoint, you're going to see it. And quite frankly, it reveals so much of what you just cannot pick up in the regular news media. And I don't care where you go. You could even listen to Tucker Carlson and you're not going to hear it. Because there are certain things that they will not touch. They just won't touch. And there are reasons for that. But today on Viewpoint, we're going to do that once again. And uh, Anthony Blinken, the Biden administration secretary of state, who, as you may know, has deep-rooted family ties to George Soros going back for decades. Well, last week he was tasked to perform yet another service on behalf of a cause cherished by the infamous nation-destroying globalist and philanthropist, philanthropist George Soros. You say, I wonder what that could possibly be, the Secretary of State championing something long-cherished by the infamous nation-destroying globalist and philanthropist? You got that right, friends. As news broke out that it was Blinken who had orchestrated the crafting of an infamous letter signed by 51 Intel officials before the 2020 presidential election, suggesting that the Hunter Biden laptop uh, bombshell was Russian disinformation. That it was an egregious weaponization of U.S. intelligence agencies for political means. And so little or no attention was given to his trip to Colorado on April 27th, 28th, that is Blinken. And Secretary of State Anthony Blinken delivered the keynote address at the 2023 Cities Summit of the Americas. The city's summit of the Americas, the keynote address. What was that all about? Because Vladimir Putin just delivered, delivered a keynote address in Moscow in Red Square yesterday. So how are we to understand these different addresses and what they might reveal about, yes, even our involvement with Ukraine, Russia's attack on Ukraine, Ukraine's response, and all of the various issues that surround it. What is all of this really about? Well, Blinken traveled to Denver to give the keynote address at the 2023 City Summit of the Americas. It was a state-sponsored globalist gathering touted by the World Economic Forum, 
a known Soros front group and other transnationalist radicals. And what was it all about? Gun control, welfaring migrants, and climate change were among the leading causes championed on the official agenda. Major corporate sponsorship was plentiful. In fact, listed sponsors included Amazon, AT&T, PepsiCo, Southwest Airlines, United Airlines, and uh, Walmart. These are all very, very big globalist country uh, uh, companies. The World Economic Forum expressed its enthusiasm over the summit and its efforts to cultivate ways in which cities can be utilized to push massive third world migration. Massive third world migration. And most of the world's migrants and refugees are being moved to cities in pursuit of employment and a safe place to call home. But mayors across the globe understand that migration isn't a crisis to be solved, but rather an opportunity to unlock the potential of newcomers to contribute to the economic, civic, and cultural life of their cities. At least so they say. While national governments debate border and visa regimes, the world's mayors are creating investment-ready projects for migrant and refugee inclusion. So, in 2019, the World Tribune documented that George Soros had planned to weaponize cities to destroy the nation-state, and that's exactly what he is about. And that's what the speech given by our Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, was about in Denver. It's pretty amazing. It's about globalism. It's about a new world government. It's about weaponizing cities in order to achieve even what the national governments cannot achieve. Here's what they said. But Blinken's official remarks during the keynote address make it clear that he wants to use the cities to elevate international collectivism at the expense of national sovereignty. He said, we're hosting the city summit of the Americas because our collective ability to deliver our people and to tackle global issues depends on all of you. It's as simple and straightforward as that. Well, what is that about? It's about taking the cities and using them and their mayors to undermine national sovereignty and to draw, welcome floods of migrants from all over the world to achieve a particular agenda. And what is that agenda? Well, that agenda is to create a new world order to reduce the allegiance of peoples in all of the major sovereign states of the Western world so as to unite the peoples of all of those countries in one vast world government. And that's the reason the World Economic Forum is so excited about this. The World Economic Forum, formed by Klaus Schwab, 
and dedicated to the unification of all of the Western nations for one purpose, to establish a new world government. And yet that's exactly what George Herbert Walker Bush had in mind in 1990 when he addressed uh, the Congress in the United States and for the first time a president, yes, even a Republican president, declared the famous or infamous words, up till that time called a conspiracy idea, a new world or global order or government. Now, why would that address by Anthony Blinken lead us to consider the address by Vladimir Putin yesterday in Red Square in Moscow? We're going to find out, and we'll find out very quickly. Thanks for joining us. I'm Chuck Chrismar, and Viewpoint Determines Destiny. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chrismar, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Again, I welcome you back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. Today we're looking at a very strange, seemingly strange anyway, alternative set of addresses. One given by America's Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, a week ago in Denver, Colorado, and another given by the Russian leader, Vladimir Putin, yesterday who has indicated that he is deeply concerned about globalist elites promoting bloody conflicts and coups. You say, well, that sounds like Vladimir Putin. Isn't that what he's doing? Isn't that what he, why he attacked Ukraine? A bloody conflict and coup? Well, maybe, just maybe, we need to hear and understand his viewpoint. If we can understand his viewpoint, we may just realize that in some respects, it's the kettle calling the pot black, or the pot calling the kettle black. Maybe it's a both-and situation. Maybe there really is a global coup involved, a uniting of the Western world in order to take dominion over the rest of the world, including Russia and China. Oh, and including Turkey, now called Turkey, and Iran. And it seems as if all of them are in their own places, their own mind, their own way of thinking, seeking to take dominion over the world. That, my friends, is why I wrote a book called King of the Mountain, the Eternal Epic End Time Battle. I wrote that book back in 2013. 2013 is when it came out exactly 10 years ago. 
As people have read this book, they said, how could you possibly have known what was going to take place? Well, when you read the book, perhaps you'll get the answer to that question. Because indeed, that book does reveal what is taking place even now and what is going to take place from here on after. The battle for King of the Mountain, the lordship of the world, and the battle for the Temple Mount. All of those blended together in one stew that is creating such chaos, seeming chaos in the world. But when you begin to see the viewpoints that are driving it, It's not all that difficult to figure out. King of the Mountain, the eternal epic and end time battle. It's just as the Bible had said it would be. And it's happening right in front of our eyes, friends, even within this last week. As we're going to see, as we listen to, or at least interpret back the words of Vladimir Putin in Red Square in Moscow. But before we do that, I want to urge you to get a copy of the book if you don't already have it. And if you have it, you need to read it. King of the Mountain, The Eternal Epic and End Time Battle. It is a $20 book, yours for $15. It's on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. You can get us a, give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. Or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. If you're writing a check, at $5 for postage and handling. You see, if we're going to talk about America... If we're going to talk about, say, saving America, we have to know what people in the name of America are doing, what they're thinking. And maybe it's not all what you and I would think that they should be thinking. In fact, it's not at all what you and I would think that they should be thinking. They're thinking something very different than what you and I would normally think that they should be thinking. You would actually think, or at least I would think, that America's Secretary of State would be primarily interested in protecting the interests of the United States of America, keeping America great, protecting the plans, the purposes of our country as defined in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and so on. But that's not at all what he's doing. He's doing something quite different. He's actually seeking to ingratiate himself on behalf of the World Economic Forum and the growing globalist movement to undermine the sovereignty of the United States in order to more effectively and easily bring the United States of America and its citizenry under a global citizenry of a new world order. That's what it's about. So let's shift now from that, and let's go to Moscow. Let's go to the heart of Russian government, Red Square. And we're going to go back just a little bit to gain a perspective, a historical perspective here, 
Going back to 2005, I want to read to you a quote from the Jerusalem Post going back in 2005, the spring of 2005. Russian angst over her ignominious deprivation of power exploded onto the world scene even as most of the Western world still celebrated her demise. Russia began a series, a serious Middle East venture designed to reassert its influence. See, it's about influence. Here's the quote from the Jerusalem Post. Russia's ambitions are growing to Soviet-era size. It wants to be involved in the international games that are now the creation or recreation of the European Union and the United States. By renewing political and military relations with countries the U.S. has blackballed, the downsized former superpower aims to bring back the glory of the Soviet-era days when it played countries like chess pieces. Well, this Russian resurgence, as I said in the book, seemed to catch many by surprise. But the obvious conclusion by any open-eyed observer was that, indeed, the Russian bear was rising again. So William Sapphire in the New York Times called it Putin's creeping coup. Another called it emerging shadows of the hammer and sickle. So the real question is, would he become a resurrected czar? In fact, this very day, I was having a conversation with a gentleman who actually went to Moscow University, speaks Russian, and uh, we were talking about the nature of how Russia views their history, how they view the nations of the world, how Vladimir Putin views things, and it's exactly the same as what I've been communicating here on this program. We don't get it. We don't understand Vladimir Putin and his viewpoint. Neither do we understand the Russian mind and heart set. The Russian mind and heart set goes back 1,500 plus years to a so-called prophecy that Russia would be the third Rome and there would never be another. In other words, it would be, Russia would be, shall we say, the national incarnation of the spirit of Christ that would usher in the world to the second coming of Jesus Christ. That the Pope and the papacy, the first Rome, had become so corrupt that they were not to be considered anymore, that Constantinople, the Byzantine Empire, the second Rome, destroyed by the Muslims, could not be counted anymore, and that the third Rome, the final place of the Orthodox Church, identified as the Russian Orthodox Church, was going to be the third Rome, the incarnation, shall we say, of true biblical Christianity to prepare the world for the second coming of Christ. Now, that's a mouthful, and you might say, well, how was how did that work during the Sovietization of, uh, of Russia? Well, it didn't work the way you would think it would, although the same general spirit united Russia. 
They wanted to rule the world. How is that any different than the Western nations that want to rule the world? Or the Islamic nations that want to rule the world? Are you beginning to get the picture here? And so, that brings us to, uh, you know, Russia's bid to dominate the world. The troubling tale of increasing turbulence generated by Putin's Russia has been written on the trembling walls of history, beginning with the turn of the third millennium. This is from my book, King of the Mountain. The Associated Press captured the drama in the headline, Russia sees U.S. bid to dominate the world. Putin, the new acting president, unveiled Russia's new national security doctrine, quote, broadening the Kremlin's authority to use nuclear weapons and accusing the United States of trying to weaken Russia and become the world's dominant power, unquote. So, viewpoint always sets the course of destiny. The Russian viewpoint, the American viewpoint, the European viewpoint, the Muslim viewpoint, the papal viewpoint, all of these viewpoints are now colliding toward a final culminating uh, result. And it's the battle for King of the Mountain. Russia's own paper, Pravda, carried the headline just eight years ago. Here it is. USA believes Russia threatens its interests all over the world. An even greater interest was the bold lead-in to a troubling email message this author received, that is, me, received from the UK earlier in 2008, bearing the words, Russia's plans to invade and control the world. Russia's plans to invade and control the world. Yes, that is true. But here's what Vladimir Putin had to say. You see, again, what we're doing is setting in juxtaposition the various viewpoints now so that we can better understand the dynamics of what is taking place and we don't get suckered in involuntarily to deception. So now we go to the article that just came out from the Russian Times today. The Russian leader has accused Western powers of trying to build a system of robbery, violence, and suppression. Western elites have forgotten the consequences of the Nazis' insane ambitions, said Russian President Vladimir Putin, during his Victory Day parade speech on Red Square in Moscow. He said, Russia believes that any ideology of superiority is by its nature disgusting, criminal, and deadly. That's what Vladimir Putin said. He said, the globalist elites, keep in mind these words, the globalist elites keep insisting on their exceptionalism. They pit people against each other, split societies, provoke bloody conflicts and coups, sow hatred, Russophobia and aggressive nationalism destroy traditional family values that make human a human. These are the words coming from Vladimir Putin. He's concerned about values that make a human a human, which he says the West leading 
by the USA is doing everything it can to destroy. According to the Russian leader, all this is being done by the United States and its allies in order to further dictate their will, their rights, and their rules, and implement what basically is a system of robbery, violence, and suppression on the international stage. He said the aim of the West, and what he's really talking about here, is the pursuit of the new world order, the global order, being sponsored by the World Economic Forum, Joe Biden, John Kerry, the UN, excuse me, NATO, and the EU. That's the West that he's referring to. So what are the implications of this? It all may sound a little confusing right now. We'll try to tie it together in the second half of the program. This is Viewpoint. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, SaveUS.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, SaveUS.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at SaveUS.org. Today on Viewpoint, we're contrasting two speeches or two addresses, one by America's Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, uh, a week ago in Denver, Colorado. It was a globalist gathering of mayors in the cities of the world, particularly the Western world, to try to seduce these mayors to usurp, in a practical sense, usurp the authority of the nations that in which they are in order to lay the foundation within those cities, those, the big cities of the world, to bring about the new global government of the Western world. That's what it was about. Sponsored by George Soros, globalist corporations, and the World Economic Forum. In contrast, then, we have the speech that was given by Vladimir Putin. The speech that was given by Vladimir Putin uh, at a very, for, for Russia, a very, very important event, the Victory Day parade speech on Red Square in Moscow. Now, what is that a speech about? What is that Victory Day speech on Red Square in Moscow about? We need to understand this. Because if we don't understand it, it sounds like they're declaring victory over the rest of the world. That's not what it was about at all. 
It was about the victory over Nazism, which the whole world was supposedly celebrating the end of World War II and the victory of the Allied forces over Nazi, Nazi Germany. That was the Victory Day parade speech. Well, here's the problem. And perhaps we can, we can get a better understanding of this by going to this article in which the White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, yesterday attempted to describe Russia as analogous to Adolf Hitler's Germany. Her remarks followed a claim to reporters that the U.S. and Allied forces had secured victory in the Second World War. She said, this week marks, as you all know, the anniversary of the end of World War II in Europe and the victory of the United States and Allied forces over fascism and aggression on the continent. That's the President Joe Biden's press press secretary addressing reporters. She said the European continent now faces new aggression. The U.S. has rallied the world in response, and we will continue to support the people of Ukraine as they defend their independence and their democracy. So she offered more thoughts about the meaning of World War II and the speech of Russian President Vladimir Putin at the parade, the Victory Day parade in Moscow. She said Victory Day is supposed to be about peace and unity in Europe. It's supposed to be about the end of war and bloodshed and suffering. Instead, Mr. Putin promised only more violence and spewed only more lies about the war he falsely claims has been unleashed against Russia. In his speech on Red Square, Putin denounced the disgusting criminal and deadly ideology of Western supremacy and the globalists who pit people against each other, split societies, provoke bloody conflicts and coups, and so hatred. Now, here's where the problem lies. The Soviet Union did the lion's share of the fighting in Europe that cost 8.7 million Russian soldiers, and up to 20 million civilian lives. May 9th was the date on which the remnants of the Nazi regime signed their surrender to the Red Army, not the United States, to the Red Army. Can you understand now, perhaps, why Vladimir Putin would be so upset with the United States and Joe Biden and his uh, speech director claiming that it was the United States that won the victory when Russia lost far more people than the United States did in the battle. So, From Russia's viewpoint, from Vladimir Putin's viewpoint, we're attempting to say somehow the United States is superior to Russia, 
And he says, no, you're not superior to Russia. We actually invested more in that great battle than the United States did. And in addition to that, we're trying to protect family values. We're trying to protect traditional values, biblical values, that you, the United States, are trying to destroy. That's the message that Vladimir Putin is directing. Can you now understand why we would be at a complete standoff now with Vladimir Putin? Because from his position, and he has many right views on this, not all of his views are right, but he has many right views on this, and that is you guys The United States leading the Western world into godlessness, debauchery, the destruction of the family, and you guys have the temerity to tell us in Russia that somehow you are the morally superior folk that should dictate the direction of the world through a united Western world and a new global order under the dominion of the United States of America. He said, you've got to be kidding me. We're not going to put up with it. Are you beginning to get the picture now? You will never, ever hear this kind of discussion anywhere in the news media. Anywhere. Because you have to be polarized. Here on Viewpoint... We're not interested in being polarized. We're interested in being pure in our understanding of what the dynamics are that are taking place so that you and I are not deceived, seduced into false beliefs through disinformation that's being delivered by our own government. Is Russia delivering disinformation? Yes, Are all governments out there delivering disinformation? Yes. Is our CIA involved in some of the most nefarious, destructive activities? Yes. All of those things are happening. We cannot put our complete trust and confidence in anything that we are hearing, unless we're willing to look at the bigger picture. Because if we're not willing to look at the bigger picture, friends, you and I will be seduced into embracing and pledging our allegiance to a new world government, the uniting of the Western world, a godless uniting of the Western world, a resurrected spirit of the Tower of Babel that will soon usher in the counterfeit Christ figure known as the Antichrist. It's the battle of the addresses here that are revealing where these different parties stand. Was Russia in the right to attack Ukraine? Well, it depends on how you want to look at it. Because the Western world, led by the United States, has been doing everything it could to turn Ukraine against Russia since 2014. How are we doing it? To seduce Ukraine into NATO. That was how. Even going back to 2014, 
nine years ago. We were making huge efforts to try to get Ukraine into NATO. And Vladimir Putin looked at this and he said, you know what? You guys are just trying, you're, you're trying to encroach on our border. You're going to let all these uh, so-called immigrants into your border free in order to build up your political power. But you are encroaching on our border and increasing a very dangerous situation with nuclear power right on the edge of our... Your intent, he said, is not just to provide for democracy in Ukraine. Your real intent is to destroy Russia. And if our viewpoint in Russia, thinking through the eyes and mind of Vladimir Putin now, we see, that is, Russia sees our role as equally as important, if not more important, for God's eternal purposes and righteousness and religion than the United States. It's now rejecting all of that. Who are you to dictate to us? So, we are now in a situation where true followers of Jesus Christ have to be on their guard. That's why we're talking about this. We're not talking about this to validate uh, Vladimir Putin and say what a righteous, uh, good guy he is. We're talking about viewpoints and how they determine destiny, how they drive history, and they're driving prophecy, friends. They are moving us inexorably toward the fulfillment of the final steps of biblical prophecy. The great battle, the merging of the nations, the shall we say the confederating of groups of nations to make their final bid to rule the world. And ultimately to rule the world from the Temple Mount. Are you beginning to get the picture? We'll be right back. This is Viewpoint. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. Again, if you don't have a copy of my book, uh, King of the Mountain, the eternal epic end-time battle, uh, I think you're doing yourself a disservice because this book will open the door to you for your understanding of the 
dramatic events of our world. It actually takes us back all the way to the beginning of time where Satan himself battled against God and declared, I will be like the Most High God. I will ascend to the heights of the north. And from that time on, you see, Satan took dominion in the earth. Now, you may think God took dominion. No, Adam gave up dominion in the earth. He was given dominion in the earth. Humankind was given dominion in the earth, but Adam forfeited it to Satan. And that's the reason why Satan could offer Jesus right there in the wilderness after his baptism. He offered him all the kingdoms of the world if he would just bow down to him. Jesus said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. So, how could Satan offer the kingdoms of the world to Jesus if he didn't have control over them? He did. And Jesus knew that. In fact, Jesus had come to die, to take away the sins of the world, to give the opportunity for his dominion to be restored in the world through another man who was called the last Adam, that is, Jesus Christ himself. That was the fulfillment of God's promise and dedication that the earth was given to man and his dominion. But man himself could not recover that because of his sin. He had already committed high treason against God, his creator, by giving that authority to his archenemy, Satan. Jesus took it back. That's the reason, friends, why, if we're to truly understand the fullness of Jesus' ministry on earth, including his teaching, his uh, death, his resurrection, and his ascension back to the Father. If we're to truly understand that in all of its purposes, heavenly purposes, we have to go beyond making a confession of faith. Isaiah put it probably, distilled it most accurately in Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. And here it is. You've heard it many times before. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government, notice he didn't say anything about salvation to this one, said the government shall be upon his shoulders. What government? The government of the earth. It had been given up by Adam. Now, this child that is born of a virgin, not tainted with the sin of Adam, is able to restore God's government in the earth. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David, to order it and to establish it from this time forth and for even forevermore. That's what Isaiah 9, 6, and 7 tells us. Jesus came to restore God's government in the earth. That was the ultimate purpose. In doing that, he had to make the offering to save humankind from their sin. 
that they had no personal ability to recover from. Now, if God, in his mercy and in his prophetic plan, intended for Jesus to restore government in the earth, that means, knowing human nature, that there are going to be many competitors for that restoration who are going to try in the spirit of humankind rather than the spirit of God to create a counterfeit government situation that will restore peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And so we have great powers in the world that are intent on accomplishing that. Islam believes that they are called to do that. And so you have the Erdogans of the world, the Ayatollahs of the world, and all that they represent to unify the world under Islam, Sharia law. Then in in addition to that, you have China, radically and totally godless, seeking to save the world through technology and power and the barrel of a gun. And they're making a pretty big mark of it by taking over economies of the world, including the United States. And we've succumbed to it. We've been seduced by it. Russia once was the glory of Europe. Russia is European, but it has been marginalized. And now, under Vladimir Putin, having felt that they had been marginalized by the world, demeaned by the Western world, whether or not we should have looked upon them the way we did because of the Soviet Union and all of, and the Bolshevik Revolution, we had every right to, but the vision, the greater vision for Russia is we're ordained for something much more glorious, much more profound, and for the salvation of the world. That's how they see it. That's what's in Vladimir Putin's mind and heart. Whether you like it or agree with it or not, that's what it is. So viewpoint is determining destiny. China, Mr. Xi, is uh, incarnating the spirit of China to do the same thing from their viewpoint. Sharia law for the Muslim world. And then we have the unifying Western world. The unifying Western world is seeking, and this is what Vladimir Putin is talking about. He said, you guys are seeking to actually destroy the rest of the world. You're destroying the order of things through your various coups. You're insinuating yourself in the governments of the world in order to create and bring about this grand vision of a new world order. That's what the World Economic Forum has envisioned. That's what Joe Biden is about. In fact, John Kerry, his environmental czar, upon Joe Biden's inauguration, declared that that's exactly what Joe Biden is about. That he's the one to lead the world into the Great Reset. 
So we're not innocent in all of this. God does not think you and I in this country are innocent. So what he is calling us to do and to be for such a time as this is to live individually and as his church in righteousness and in holiness and through that to establish the government of God in the earth. Jesus alone will establish that. He is going to be the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there should be no end. Not one that we can create, not one that the World Economic Forum can create through the efforts of the United States to seduce the rest of the Western nations into NATO, which is the resurrected Roman Empire that the prophet Daniel warned us about, of this end age, end time age. And we see it all laid out dramatically in these two speeches, the one by Anthony Blinken a week ago in Denver, proving, attesting, admitting Their goal is to merge into a new global order and to use the mayors of the great cities of the Western world to do it, to undermine the sovereignty of those nations so as to seduce the massive inhabitants of these large cities to become globalists, With a globalist mind, a globalist heart, godless globalists, to embrace a counterfeit salvation, a counterfeit vision for world peace, that is what they're doing. Vladimir Putin sees this. As imperfect and as unrighteous a person as he is, he sees the dynamic of what is taking place, and he says, this has gone way too far. We warned you about not pursuing Ukraine because it would trigger a final effort by Russia to protect itself against this new world order and its effort to rule the rest of the world. We're not going to let it happen, he said. Now, you may have your own viewpoint concerning that. I may have my own viewpoint, but we're not here to discuss my viewpoint and your viewpoint. We're here to discuss the viewpoints of those that are determining the direction, the trajectory of the world in fulfillment of biblical prophecy. It's hard for us to do that. Because we only see things through the windows of our own eyes. So every man does that which is right in his own eyes, and we become largely disconnected from God's eyes. We just don't see things the way God sees them. But we need to, as best we can. And God, through his word and through the voice of his prophets and so on, has made it possible for us to gain a better understanding of what the dynamics are. Now, to gain an even further and more and deeper understanding, I direct you to my book, King of the Mountain. 
The eternal epic and end time battle for he who rules the Temple Mount is deemed to rule the world. That's the ultimate goal. Some group, some power is going to depose, is going to present an individual who will, shall we say, incarnate, I'll use the term a bit loosely, but incarnate the spirit of Antichrist and become the Antichrist, the spirit of Antichrist in the world. He will be the, shall we say, the titular head of this, the ultimate final world government that seeks to establish dominion in the earth and to rule and reign from the Temple Mount, the Temple of God. Now, just in case you think that perhaps I'm off base a little bit here, just imagine how Vladimir Putin is looking at what has happened just today in the United States Congress. U.S. Representative James Comer from Kentucky has declared that GOP investigators in the U.S. Congress are now charging Joe Biden and his family, his associates, with unbelievable betrayal of our government. Receiving money, over $10 million that they have spread. And this is just the surface. It's a 36-page memo from the House Oversight and Accountability Committee charging Joe Biden's family collected $10 million from foreign entities, mostly while he was vice president. In other words, willing to sell out their own government for a buck. How in the world can Vladimir Putin think the U.S. is the incarnation of righteousness to tell the world what to do? Are you beginning to get the picture? Thanks for joining us. Become a partner, send your gifts, my friends, by faith. To Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. You've been to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.